In today's Fat Girl podcast, we discuss aortic thrombotic disease, what we'll call ATD from now on. We know that patients with ATD develop this due to Virchow's triad, the combination of vascular endothelial injury, altered blood coagulability, and changes in blood flow. Common underlying causes resulting in vascular endothelial injury include trauma, diarofilarial infection, hypotension, vasculitis, inflammation, acidosis, hypoxemia, dextrose fluid administration, arteriosclerosis, which is more in humans, and immune mechanisms. Altered blood coagulability may be due to platelet dysfunction or hyperfunction or any factor along the coagulation cascade or fibrinolytic system that goes awry. Lastly, changes in blood flow may be due to blood stasis, such as an enlarged atrium, compressive lesions, trauma, or turbulence. As an emergency specialist, I've seen ATD too many times in my feline patients, as feline arterial thromboembolism, often called FATE. Unfortunately, almost 90% of the time, underlying cardiac disease is the cause of FATE, and it may be the first indicator of heart disease. In the veterinary literature, ATD, or aortic thrombotic disease, has been well described in our feline population. In fact, we know that 12 to 21% of cats with hypertrophic cardiomyopathy have developed ATD as a secondary complication. However, ATD has not been as thoroughly investigated in our canine population. Reported causes of ATD in dogs include sepsis, DIC, pancreatitis, hyperadrenocorticism, protein-losing conditions such as protein-losing nephropathy or protein-losing enteropathy, immune-mediated hemolytic anemia, heart disease, neoplastic emboli, nephrotic syndrome, dirofilaria infestation, hypothyroidism, and even diabetes mellitus. We know from previous studies that protein-losing nephropathy results in antithrombin loss and platelet hyperreactivity that together create a prothrombotic state. Hyperadrenocorticism also produces a state of low antithrombin and increased factors in the blood associated with coagulation, which results in production of a prothrombotic state. Hypertension is known to affect the endothelial lining of the blood vessel where coagulation commences and affects platelet function as well. Hypothyroidism has been associated with hypercoagulability and hypofibrinolysis. Various neoplasias have also been associated with creating a prothrombotic state within the body, both at the site of tumor formation and within the bloodstream. So today we'll review ATD in dogs. Now, if you learn one thing from this Vet Girl podcast, it's that dogs tend not to present with the classic, quote, saddle thrombus signs of acute hind limb paralysis with exaggerated pain as cats do. ATD in dogs can be more difficult to diagnose as it tends to present with more subtle clinical signs, such as hind limb dysfunction. Van Winkle and all found that dogs with ATD had physical examination findings of absent femoral pulses, weak femoral pulses, cold extremities, hind limb pain, or even loss of digital sensation or abnormal reflexes. In a pilot study done by Diane Hauer and me at University of Minnesota, 80% of dogs presented for lameness, 73% for weakness, 50% for perceived pain, and clinical signs range from acute, paracute to chronic. So Winter and Budkey from Auburn and Texas A&M wanted to shine some light on possible causes of ATD in dogs. 
In a study called Multicenter Evaluation of Signalment in Comorbid Conditions Associated with Aortic Thrombotic Disease in Dogs, they retrospectively evaluated information from 291 dogs that were diagnosed with aortic thrombus at any of the 27 North American Veterinary Medical Teaching Hospitals that contributed to the Veterinary Medical Database between 1985 and 2011. This ended up being a prevalence of 0.03% of dogs with ATD out of the 984,973 dogs that they used in the database. Control dogs that did not have any recorded evidence of ATD, a total of 1,445 dogs, were used for comparison. In this study, 52% of the dogs were male and 48% were female. No prevalence was found when evaluating sex, age, or body weight in the study group of dogs with ATD. Only breed type was found to have a significant association with the incidence of ATD diagnosis. The most common breeds represented in the ATD group were mixed breed dogs, 21.6%. Interestingly, Labrador Retrievers accounted for 10% of the ATD group, followed by Shetland Sheepdogs at 6.2%, Golden Retrievers at 5.5%, and Toy Poodles at 3.1%. Approximately two-thirds of the dogs in the ATD group were found to have underlying diseases, with protein-losing nephropathy being the most common, 22%, followed by neoplasia of various types, 12%, hyperadrenocorticism, 5.3%, systemic hypertension, 5.2%, and hypothyroidism, 5.2%. While this was a retrospective study, there are some important findings to take away from this study. First, it was interesting to note that the dog breed may be a predilection for developing prothrombotic diseases. This study found that the Shetland Sheepdog is an overrepresented breed in the ATD group, and the authors theorize this may be related to the breed's predilection for subclinical systemic hypertension. It would be interesting to follow this study with an assessment of all the underlying diseases represented in the ATD dogs to determine if any one underlying disease is more likely to result in a secondary ATD development. From this study and from other similar studies on canine ATD, PLN, protein-losing nephropathy, seems to be the most common of the underlying disease processes. However, one of the limitations of this Winter and Budke study is that dogs in the ATD group didn't all receive echocardiograms, so it was difficult to rule in or out the possibility of subclinical cardiac disease as a root cause for the ATD development. It should be noted that an older study back in 1993, published in JVEC, retrospectively evaluated 36 dogs in a post-mortem study and found that the majority of ATD was associated with a cardiac cause, such as endocarditis or atrial thrombi. This older study found that the underlying disease prevalence, 19% for cardiac disease, was followed closely in prevalence by PLN, 14%. This older study also did not find any predilection associated with age or sex. Likewise, an older case series by Boswell and all found that half their ATD dogs, three, had concurrent hyperadrenocorticism. However, this study was underpowered, with only six dogs in their ATD group. Two other studies likewise found that PLN was the most prevalent of the underlying diseases to cause ATD. These studies also suggested that advanced age was a precipitating factor as well, which the current study findings argue against age as a factor. 
It should be noted that in this Winter and Budke study, 34% of ATD dogs in the study were found not to have an identifiable underlying disease process. They hypothesized that this was similar to human studies, where no obvious underlying disease that precipitated thrombotic disease was found. However, they found abnormal aortic diameters in the distal portion of the aorta that they theorized may precipitate thrombus formation. This specific measurement was not measured or investigated in this dog study, and no associations can be made at this time. So, what do we take away from this Vet Girl podcast? This study pulled information from a database that included information provided by 27 veterinary schools. Due to the diversity of patient demographics, this data is likely to be a more appropriate representation of the incidence of ATD in dogs and may explain variations between study findings, as the other studies were underpowered in ATD subjects. The limitation of the study was that cardiac disease could not be definitively ruled out, as not all dogs received an echocardiogram to ensure that subclinical pre-existing heart disease was not a precipitating factor of ATD development. More importantly, clinicians should be aware that ATD in dogs is not similar to ATD in cats. It can be from cardiac disease, but other underlying metabolic causes need to be ruled out. A diagnosis or suspicion of ATD in a canine patient should trigger the clinician to search for an underlying prothrombotic disease, such as PLN, neoplasia, systemic hypertension, hyperadrenocorticism, and hypothyroidism. Unlike in cats, cardiac disease was not found to be an underlying common disease in dogs with ATD. But when in doubt, get that echo just in case too. <laughs> <laughs> 